We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube. Smash that thumb that's going up. Help us out with the views. Leave your comments. We respond to all. CMB Nation exclusively over at the platforms we previously spoke about. Audio edibles all the time. This week we gave you a double feature right on Sunday left. What I did was is I dropped the best of Lucky Lefty with Wes Pritchett. When he talks about all the great rivalries and winning the 1988 season and trying to double up in 89 only to lose down in Miami and how crushing that was. And by the way, Frank Stamps and Wes Pritchett just launched their own podcast. Go search for it wherever your podcasts are available. They said they want to come on and talk about it soon. So we're looking, looking forward to that as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it a Notre Dame podcast or what? Yes. It's it's Notre Dame and just kind of football in general. I did not know that Frank Stamps played for Nick Saban when he was the defensive coordinator for Belichick with the Browns. I just learned that. No, that's actually pretty cool. So he knows Nick Saban, very fond of Nick Saban. You just never know. How well, players and coaches are connected. And coaching tree nepotism. There's guys yeah. that are under somebody's tree when you get to that level of college football. It's kind of monopolized. Yeah. Almost. It's like we need a change in that guard. Yeah. There's a huge power struggle with God. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. How is Frank Vogel the coach of the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, like, come on. Can we get another? Up. You couldn't find anybody? We treating these 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 positions, these coaching positions, you know, that's like Black Hollywood. There's only 10, 10 actors through our whole my whole lifetime. For real. With the wood to the think like a man to everything in between have been the same actors. You would have thought there's only five, ten black actors. And so it's no different in these coaching positions where, you know, you're seeing some younger ones, but how many times Doc Rivers gonna get a job? I'm not saying that the brother don't need a job, but oh, he's about to get a hell of a TV job. That's what he's about. Yeah, to do. yeah, but that's, you know that's the that's the great pasture. But he been recycled by five, six teams. Yeah. Like, damn, nobody want to coach NBA teams. Is that what it is? Or they just they call what's the name off the, out out the bed? See, this is the thing. Colin Park said because they need defense bad, they go get some defenders, the players. <laughs> You have no defenders on the roster, but you're going to go get a defensive coach. That's the goofiest thing in the world. How about don't trade away your best defenders or just go get some defenders to help out the guys you have and then hire a good coach, a good young coach? Yeah, It's it's lazy, man. It's lazy. lazy. And that's because of the relationship of the new owner and the relationship he has with Isaiah Thomas. And Isaiah Thomas recommended Frank Vogel because they go back to his time in Indiana. And it's like, come on, man. Old guys doing old stuff. It's just, it's wild, man. It's wild. Monty in Detroit, you know, he got a young team. Yo, low-key, he has some talent in Detroit. Ivy, you know. Kate. Cunningham. They got a watch. Um, they got the big kid from Golden State in the trade. Oh, oh uh, uh, Wiseman. Yeah, Wiseman. They got Wiseman. They got the other big kid, uh, uh, Duran, Jalen Duran. 
Instagram. Yeah. Hey, yo. Hey, okay. Donovich. Like the Knicks. Yeah, they just need a point guard. They they need a viable like point guard. Huh? Y'all like Cade as a point guard? Cade can run the point, but you need someone that's going to pick up the pace. Cade slows the game down. Cade is a, a – Cade slows the game down. He's like DeMar DeRozan. Oh, okay. He's like DeMar DeRozan. He's very good in half court, but you need someone in this day's NBA that's going to pick up the pace and get, get you extra possessions. Like an Austin Reeves kind of guy. Absolutely. That's kind of why Chris Paul doesn't fit with KD and uh, what's that guy's name? And Devin Booker because he can't run with them boys. He can't run. He always wants to slow the pace down and pick and roll. And like, man, run. You That's see, what Sacramento does. And they run. So let's talk about Notre Dame and the art of the official visit left. It's a lot of things that can happen. You come into the official visit, you're trying to get in on a kid. You're trying to get into the mix. You leave for a kid and you're trying to seal the deal with the kid. Uh, You're in the mix with the kid and you're trying to jump out ahead of the other schools that you're going to be fighting for. Is this a kid that's ready to commit or is this a kid that's going into the fall? It's a lot of different things that go into these official visits and what's going on. Let's just talk about some of the key factors that Notre Dame is going to be focusing on this month to attack various situations with various recruits to come out with the best outcome for all. Give me the first thing you're focusing on as a staff with official visits. Uh, You want to make sure as a staff, for an official visit that you have all the logistics correct. It's really embarrassing if you don't have the guy, like, you know, it's a really good feeling as a recruit when you show up to airport and they waiting on you and they got your name on the little thing, you got the concierge service, they got itinerary, the little snacks in the car, they done got your bags already. That makes it feel official. So the, the, the luxury uh, sauce, if you say, is is what is premium on these visits uh and then everything else kind of falls behind that so as long as you got the top tier hand and foot service you know you got the, the pretty the girl with you to take you around campus on the golf cart you know you're not gonna be walking around no campus you gotta make sure that you get the vip seat you know when you we move in place to place you're not catching no ubers you know what I mean? You you getting taken from place to place. You know you getting uh, catered. So that's the most important thing to an official visit. Because after that, I mean everything else is everything else. You know you make sure you want to get your time in with your coaches. Want to make sure you see the locker room, talk to a few guys, have your time with the guys on your own. But the premier thing that makes an official visit an official visit, which takes the most time from uh, the recruiting staff is making sure the logistics, the flights, the what your parents are good. If you're bringing siblings, bringing a friend, you got to have the passes together. You don't want to be waiting nowhere. You got to have to travel. You got to have if they eating. Got to have a hotel room nice. You know, they walk in the hotel room, it's decked out. 
you know, all the fancy cakes and muffins, and they ain't going to eat all of it necessarily, but it just needs to be in there. And then you got to have for and fish, you got to have some type of gear at your disposable. You can dish off on the side or set something up. That's where Oregon wins at. You go to Oregon on official visits, you're going to have your Nike shoe. They go, they go talk to you in the back and be like, what's your shoe size? They try out these unreleased Jordans. Try out, just take some home with you, you know. That's how they hook them. That's how they hook them. They get them on the on the little, hey, I know you're doing your tour, but duck off into this side room. Let me show you some of this. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, recruits used to steal gloves from our locker room. You know, because that wasn't important on a visit. I got to go back to my high school with some gloves or a towel or something. So, yeah, they used to raid the locker room, but, the, you know, that's what the official visit has to be about. Got to leave with something. Like Denzel said, I got to leave here with something. And that's what's important, that from the logistics to the fancy treatment to the snacks to the leaving with a, a pair of shoes or some gear or something, that's what make the visit the visit. Talking to the coaches – Everything after that, it kind of is subjective to where you at. You know, they're going to show you the best things and what they got kind of thing. So um, it's very meticulous. You know, you not you don't want to show the recruit too much or too little. So. so you can do too much on an official visit as a staff? Yeah, I'm not taking Bo Scarborough or Richard Young to – all the academic buildings on campus or talking to the academic counselors all day or visiting the grotto necessarily. Like, you know, I'm, mm. I'm sure talking about a few things. Either transaction development or, you know, we can, we can make your life luxurious being here. So, yeah. um, got to know who you're recruiting. You definitely need to know who you're recruiting. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Came across this, Left. Tell me what you think about this. College football teams that spend the most money on recruiting. This was just in the SEC. Just in the SEC, bro. Do you realize that Georgia spends darn near twice as much as Alabama in recruiting? Yeah. Their budget? They spend $4.5 million a year on recruiting, bro. Second place is Texas A&M at 2.9. Tennessee at 2.9. Alabama at 2.3. And the Florida Gators coming in fifth at 1.6. You get what you pay for. That's what they say. And, and Curry Smart, Georgia, they seem to be uh, living, living that. Hey, I mean, you don't get 25 stars for nothing. A lot of steaks, a lot of baked potatoes with the bacon and macaroni and sour cream and cheese, big lobsters, hibachi grills. They probably ain't ate so good before until they went on their official visit. That's another thing. I need the back room at Ruth Chris with all the coaches and stuff. I got to eat good. 
Mm. Wine and dine. You know, it's it's, it's 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 all the things the recruiters not getting at home. So recruiting is a is a is a is an interesting thing. You know, you get some kids like Charles Jackson who's straight business. Right. Um, What's the watch film? Yeah. Give me here, he's saying for about two, three hours, and I'll let you know. Right. Some dudes need the Lambo on campus. They want to do the photo shoot. You know, some dudes want to see where people living at. You know, how luxurious is that? Some people want the bag. They don't even care about what's on campus, what's in the duffel. Yo, you, you, I remember you saying you hosted Will Fuller on his OV. Yeah, you know, real, uh, Will was real modest, come in, just, you know, standard tour. Check, oh, the Goog, you know, the coach is interested. Oh, okay, think about us, you know. I think he was recruited on a very uh, less dramatic level, but that's Will. He's not too high, too low, low maintenance kind of guy. Um, and turned out to be way better than what probably they intended. You know, just like Corey Robinson. They wasn't think Corey was no five-star guy. They were just like, man, that's Dave Robinson. Who knows? You know, who knows? Maybe it sheds off or something. And it did for the most part. So, And then on the flip side, you, you hosted Ezekiel Elliott. I was with him on the visit. Uh, he was He was taking a visit the same day I was. And so – that's crazy. You don't know who people are till later or whatever. But right. there's another recruit on the thing. I mean, he was pretty, pretty highly touted, but they wasn't like, oh my god, is he just? It was right. like, no, it's it just like a Georgia's weekend. It was just a bunch of top dudes there. Yeah, you know, cool. And it just so happened I just remember us being cool after that conversation. But you know, he made he made the right decision. Shit. Oh. You say that again. Tony <laughs> offered and left us and went over there when he got there and rest is history. Before we move on, because there's a connection to that Georgia weekend. Matter of fact, let's just go straight to it. You talked about the fabulous recruiting weekend that took place down in Athens. And uh, Justin Scott was there with his family. You know, posted a picture of him, his mom, his dad, his sister. And we said going into it, what do we say, Left? Hell, Kirby ain't got to do nothing but take a step back and show the two trophies. And the, and the draft the last two years. That's, <laughs> Kirby doesn't have to do what Miami's doing, all these backflips, social media posts, all of these theatrics you know, to try and get out in front, get on top of his recruiting. Kirby's been real quiet. Brought him down there with the rest of the dogs that they have in the class, pun intended. Showed the trophies off. Showed him the NFL draft the last two years, specifically at his position. And lo and behold, Justin Scott's like, yep, I think I like the dogs. I think I like the dogs. And matter of fact, I think they're right up there at the top with Notre Dame and Miami. I mean, they should be. If you are if you are top recruit in the country at this time and Georgia's on your line, out of respect, you should have them in a in a high position just because 
you know, if they recruiting and winning championships and want you, I mean, I'd be damned if they wasn't in my top three. It's very interesting, Left, because I try to tell people all the time, like this young man is about as straightforward as you're going to get on the recruiting trail. When he says something, he means it. There's value in it, and you need to believe him. He's not a Peyton Bowen? No, not at all. Not at all. Like, you ask him a question, he will answer the question, and then go into detail without you even asking for the detail. We'll give you the detail of why he feels this way, how he got to that decision. And he's been very forthcoming. And that's what I've been telling people the whole time about Justin Scott, this recruitment. He's been forthcoming in everything that he said since the beginning when he canceled his January 31st decision. And he spoke to me about it face-to-face. He said, I know who Notre Dame is. Nothing has changed with Notre Dame. Notre Dame is locked in at the top. Now, Miami, Georgia, Ohio State, any other visits he has, Michigan, they have an opportunity to play catch up in the month of June. And from there, we'll see who can close the deal. We will. We'll see who can close the deal. But everyone was like, oh, Miami's out front and leading the pack. And I said from the jump, Miami caught up to Notre Dame. That's what they did. They caught up. They did. And so Justin Scott this weekend says he has three teams right at the top. And he said Notre Dame before he said Miami. So, you know, I think it's also important, too, that we understand that Justin Scott is one of those top kids that that sees the bigger picture, a really treasured recruit that Notre Dame finds in the process that sees amongst the leaves of the NIL, sees amongst the leaves of the the BS to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. understands that, you know, he wants to make the right decision at the right time, but Notre Dame is, is right on time at the current time with where things are going. I don't feel as good as I do about, this if 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 Brian Kelly was in this position. Because if Georgia was on a line, he'd be like, oh, it's back off. He we probably losing. He'll probably go off somewhere and we wouldn't have that fight. So it's huge to see us seal the deal on this because moving forward, this can reverberate into more recruits for us at that level. It would be huge. And it would go a long way. You talk about Christopher Burgess. Seeing Justin Scott commit, you think Christopher Burgess out of Chicago isn't watching? You you think he wouldn't take notice in the class of 25? You're darn right he would. And Nate Marshall in the class of 25 would take notice. And Tyron Turner, wide receiver in the 25 class, would take notice as well. That Notre Dame is offered. So his recruitment has an opportunity to reverberate through the program has a chance to reverberate through Chicago, 
and it has a chance to reverberate nationally from a recruiting standpoint for Notre Dame. Oh yeah, nationally. That's the that's the key right there. I mean, we're top ten with a lot of hard work, but we'll be in that crack that we'll crack that top five with guys like Justin Scott uh, breaking in there for us on the recruiting level. I mean, this is this is what it's like when you're uh, recruiting at a top tier level where it's about getting one percent better. Justin mm-hmm. Scott is five percent better, and that's what we're looking to do in crossing over into winning 11, 12 games a season. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So once again, you know, everybody's you know just frantically waiting for Justin Scott to play out. It's like, dude, this is not a Keon Keeley situation. No, he's you know I count it disrespectful that anytime a kid chooses a program other than Notre Dame, it's because of NIL. Like, oh. You don't want to go to Notre Dame, it must be NIL. You know, people, Keon Keeley wanted to win and go to the NFL. High. Alabama was better at doing that than Notre Dame right now at that position. I mean, I don't know if I, you know, it is what it is. You know me, bro. I think it is disrespectful to the intelligence of kids and their parents to think that every kid that doesn't choose Notre Dame is is strictly in it for NIL. As if there aren't other good coaches in America that can recruit. From a practical standpoint, though, it's not too many places. I, well, go back to go back to when Chancey Stuckey was not the wide receiver coach. How many wide receivers needed NIL to go elsewhere? Yeah, exactly. The, uh, Notre Dame doesn't have a great track record of recruiting safeties right now. Yeah, we had Harrison Smith, Kyle Hamilton. So every safety commit that chooses elsewhere besides Notre Dame is NIL? Maybe Caleb Downs. It's, it's, <laughs> yo, it's, it's confusing to me, man. Caleb Downs doesn't – Caleb Downs is a smart kid, salutatorian of his class. Parents love Notre Dame. We're also, we're also talking about the top 2% of players. This isn't just like – Absolutely. And the thing is, the top 2% of players want to win. Yeah. They want to win. Not all of them necessarily want to make a team win because of them by themselves. Exactly. They want to go play with other great players. Because they're looking on building things like how Georgia had it. Exactly. Everybody eats, everybody first round, they blowing teams out, they unfair because they team, they super teaming. They saw what LeBron did in, in 13. Here we go. They saw how LeBron also dismantled super teams, but you know, we ain't gonna talk about that. But from a construction standpoint, they saw what the benefit was, the glory that came in the D Way Miami Vice days with Bosch. Uh huh. LeBron James. So these teams are like Curry's pitching with man. You saw what LeBron did with Miami Heat. That can be us. 
that can be us. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened, man. So I really do think that the super teams that are clicking up out there when the kids know, you know, these seven on sevens, they get they get these super clicked up teams in seven on seven, and it just translates into recruiting. So yeah. I think uh, the the niche of what's going on of of building these super classes. I think Chancey Stuckey is right in the midst of it with the receivers and what he's doing. CJ Carr is playing his part and, and playing on these seven-on-seven tours and, and, and talking to these recruits as well, doing a great job as the leader of the class. Uh-huh. It's a good operation going on right now, and it's about finding the right guys to make it work, and it seems that we're doing that. And it's not necessarily the, the one percenters, but Justin Scott being the one percenter, added to that class just makes it even more Justice League-like. Lucky Duffy Podcast. Irish Shytown has a comment or a question for you, Lef. How much do you think the bag really makes a difference in recruiting? Well, the one kid from Texas A&M is making 900 thousand dollars from doing TikToks. And now he's a good receiver now. Uh-huh. He's also making $900,000 as an 18-year-old. Yeah. In college, with free for free, uh, board and tuition. Uh huh. So just think about that. You eighteen, nine hundred thousand racks coming to your bank account with when you got food for free, right? Board for free, books for free. You just got to go out there and perform and make some TikTok, or you can go to Notre Dame. Take a full slated classes, full six mm-hmm. classes, no 900,000. You get a couple perks here and there, free Chipotle every Wednesday, and you get to speak at the pep rally or something. But that's the difference. Staying in the dorms. Yeah. Eating training table instead of lobster and steak at Roof Chris because you ain't got no – NIL deal. That's the difference. The sacrifice. But hell, if I had a one percenter, <laughs> go into college and make four million dollars, it's just gonna be a tough decision. Cause it, you know, making that much. But see, left you talk, see, this is the thing, left. Especially at the position you played, you talk about this constantly. You can have a one percenter at quarterback. We can use the number one overall pick in this year's draft. I'm glad he decommitted from USC and went to Alabama because the turmoil that USC was going through, nah, it wouldn't have been the right fit for Bryce Young. 
And that's not to say Bryce wouldn't have played well. But going to Alabama was a much better look for Bryce Young than going to USC at that time. Yeah, well, you got three first-round receivers. Are you kidding me? And then you got a predecessors, plural, that have done it before you. You just can watch and soak it in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as much as you want to talk about NIL. No, he had a million before he started now. It's not... No, this is what, my, what, what I'm saying. There is a time and a decision to make with NIL. And this is where you have to have sound people around you to be able to say, I don't care what they're giving you. Is it the right fit? Is it the best look for you? You talk about fit all the time left when it comes to quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, you have to go to the place that's the best fit for you. You have to go to the place that's the right fit. Because if you don't, you're going to end up wasting one to two years as a quarterback and put yourself behind in your development. But you have the NIL money in your pocket, though. So it gets tricky. There are at least three players that committed to Notre Dame in the 23 class the final week before signing day that were offered six figures in NIL money and said no. Flat out. Because they wanted to be at Notre Dame. They said no? They said no. They said no to schools like Texas A&M or other Power 5 schools. They said no. That's why I say I call hogwash. It's no different than living in a neighborhood, bro. You're going to have some people that's going to go to crime. You're going to have some people that take the high road and go to education. You're going to have some other people that go via the trades and get a job and work hard. You choose your own path, man. Nobody's forcing you to go down the NIL path in recruiting. No one's forcing these parents to take the most money. If they're taking the most money, that's probably the road they would go down in most situations. The microwavable road. That's what they want. The instant gratification. But people that aren't afraid to work hard and get it, they're probably more worried about the fit. It is what it is. That's everyday life. That's right. it's, no different. it's no different in recruiting. So you can't put parents and kids in recruiting all in the same. No, DeMello Jones didn't go to Georgia because of NIL. He's an hour from campus. He just watched them win two national championships. And he just watched Kirby put three safeties in the NFL. Nothing else needs to be said. At some point, we can complain about Notre Dame and NIL when our biggest complaint should be the fact that Notre Dame's not winning big. Because if Notre Dame was winning big and winning big games consistently, they would get big-time players more consistently. That's it. That's true. You want to lock up big-time players? Beat USC and Ohio State this year. Do that. Do that. You want to make a statement? Do that. All that other complaining, 
It is what it is, especially when you know what it is, what it is. Yeah. As Mason Cameron said, Notre Dame's not spending money. They're not. Georgia probably got six, seven more five stars once they beat Alabama. I think that that game, when they won the championship the first time, got them a couple more. The crazy thing is they lost two of the top five players if I'm not mistaken, I know they lost the number one running back in Georgia that went to Alabama, Justice Haynes, and Caleb Downs ended up going to Alabama. And Kirby's like, that's cool. We locked up like eight of the top ten in the state. <laughs> yeah, you can have those two. It's crazy. It's crazy. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. You know, it's They're so good. A good feeder system of talent in state, too. You know, look, it's would you rather have, how would you, because I mean, think about it. We got Drake Bowen as our number one out of Indiana. If Caleb Downs was from Indiana, I think we would have a good shot. Oh, know? absolutely. Absolutely. But if he's from Georgia, I mean, hell, I Absolutely. just find it hard to be so Notre Dame unless he's just so much different out of that culture, you know. And I think what news broke today that the number one linebacker to most in the 24 class and the number one linebacker in the state of Georgia committed to Clemson, Sammy Brown. Oh, okay. I know Sammy Brown. Kirby's like, all right. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby's like, okay. You know how many Sammy Browns are in the state of Georgia? How many talented linebackers are in the state of Georgia? Yeah, easily. Yeah. So don't worry about no Sammy. They got yeah. the, they make the Kobe Deans. So, you know. Man, you want to go? You want to go to Clemson and get banged around by Notre Dame? Go right ahead, Sammy Brown. Go ahead. Clemson is who they are recruiting because they have won, not because of NIL. Wait a minute, left? Isn't Clemson whining about the lack of revenue right now? I, I believe so. They're whining to their conference, trying to get out of the contract and the TV deal because they're behind the schools in the Big Ten and the SEC in revenue and can't compete. They're trying to make a move. But they continue to recruit five stars. You know why? Because they've won. They win. Go win. You got your quarterback this year. You have a talented team. Go win. That's it. We stop all this Jack Swarbrick NIL talk because it is what it is. It's not changing. Go win. You want to change things? Go win. That's it. That's the great. That's the great equalizer. Man, that's it. That's it. Just go win. Go win. Lucky Lucky Podcast, bro.
we close up with news and congratulations to someone that was influential with left that has just been inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. He's a Notre Dame great, Super Bowl champion, all-pro cornerback in the NFL, all-American cornerback at Notre Dame, and a national champion. None other than Notre Dame's own Todd Light. That's right. Congratulations, Coach. Congratulations. Left. Well, you one of the best coaches around, Coach Light, man. It's been long overdue. The fact that he wasn't in the College Football Hall of Fame yet was crazy to me. You know, they're going to make him work for it, but it's yeah. just good. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to me. But congratulations to you, Coach, and thank you for being part of Notre Dame history and being a great you definitely brought me a championship, man. You know I appreciate you. That's what I'm saying. He delivered. Yes, sir. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You know what time it is, Left. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey and norwhiskey.com on the petty train. <laughs> Cameron and Mace. Oh man. For their comments about Scotty Pippen in lieu of him going off on Michael Jordan in a recent podcast. The way they laced him. And I need them. I need them to get the correct name of his ex-wife. Her name is Larza, not Larissa. Yeah, yeah, Larissa. <laughs> I can't. Cameron kept saying Larissa, but they ripped Scottie Pippen so bad. Yeah, that I felt bad for Scottie Pippen. Why? <laughs> Scottie, they- stop! It's like Scottie, stop, man. When they said oh, that. No. That she was gonna filter down to LeBron's kids. <laughs> yeah, them boys are boys are hilarious, man. I said, man, these dudes have lost their the minds. Serious sports show, but the best show around. Yo, another petty goes to Dame Dash, who was on with Math Hoffa, and was asked about when he knew Rockefeller was done. This is what he said. <laughs> Actually, I knew that Rockefeller was over when they stopped playing pause. Like they, you know, the other side was like, kind of like, we don't do that no more. We grown, and it was like, it's over. 
<laughs> I promise you. I, I remember that interview when Bleak was like, I'm still playing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, no more collar shirts, you know, and it was over. Right. Yo, <laughs> Jay didn't want to play pause no more, man. That's how you know when, you, when your boys grow up too much, man. It's over. Yeah, when he went to the jeans with the button downs, it was a wrap. <laughs> That's pretty much. Man, look. I hope and I pray that's the resolution of this Skip Baylor situation with Shannon Sharp. Leads to both sides coming away with what they want. But the information continues to roll out. And if the information that I continue to hear left is true, Fox Sports is the blame for everything. Really? Yeah, left. Yeah, they need to be put on the petty train. Because okay. basically, it was it was it was minimal time left on the contract, and and, and the numbers and everything that had been done. Yeah, a pay increase was warranted. Oh, okay. They just wouldn't. They was on that uh, good stewardship. Yeah, you know, you know. So look, it's not just Notre Dame; it's Fox Sports as well that all the good stewardship trade not willing to pay. It is what it is. So just win, baby. That's it. Just go out and win. Just go out and win. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We talked about Justice Scott. We talked about recruiting. The official visits. We talked about the Irish invasion and who stood out. We showed film, broke that down. We gave you a lot right here, prime time on a Monday. We appreciate you guys for joining us once again. Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, YouTube. Subscribe. The thumbs up. Smash it for us. Leave your comments. We respond to all. When you go to CFB Nation via Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave us five stars. Leave your comments and just lock in with us. We give you audio edibles each and every day. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. Left. See you tomorrow morning, man. That's right. I like the evening schedules. Man, the evening schedule is dope. We might make it every other day, prime time. That's right. And then just do more than like on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'll let you know. Lucky Lucky Podcast. For left, I'm Sean Davis. Tell Lil Left his podcast. Uncle said, What's up, Left? That's right. Yeah, he's sleeping. We don't sleep right. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the rest of your evening, but most of all, make sure that you spin it different. 